boy keep it Lou on another episode of the keep it sports podcast i am with my main man keep it juan yo what's good chillin chillin and my main man vic what up another another illustrious day in the building where we're recording episode two we want to go ahead and say thank you to everybody for the wonderful support the love that we've gotten from uh the first episode um you know, it's uh, something that me and Juan want to take seriously and eventually turn it into a full-time career. So we appreciate you guys, and we're going to continue to deliver this uh, amazing content and these great debates. So without further ado, you boys ready? Let's get it. I'm ready, man. Let's go. All right, let's start with some NFL. Let's so, Lou, uh, what do you think about uh, the NFL Player Association agreeing to no preseason games? How do you feel about that? I love the idea. I mean, the players don't want to play preseason. You know what I'm saying? Players don't really want to play preseason. It's already uh, long enough. And didn't they cut it? They cut it uh, a couple years back, no? Wasn't it like I wasn't it five or six games? I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't remember. But point is, you you risk the the you risk the the fact of injury on big players. It's it's been known in history. It happens every season where a key member of the team gets hurt in preseason. And then, boom, there goes their whole expectations of the season. There goes maybe a rookie that ha- had high expectations, maybe was going to automatically start, make an impact on that team, maybe. You would have never been able to see that right away because the person gets hurt. So, um, cutting preseason, especially now with everything going on, it gives it more, it gives teams more time to, you know, train, get back in shape, get back into the rhythm of things. You know, some teams didn't get to meet their new coaches physically. They've been doing Zoom calls by, you know, getting to know each other, reading playbooks and stuff, but nothing is like the real thing. So, um, yeah, yeah me, I don't, I don't, I, I, I like it. Me personally, I, I, I like it and I don't like it at the same time. And I like it because we're jumping right into the season. You know, like you said, players don't really care about playing preseason. At least most of them don't. They just want to go into games that actually matter and mean something. Um, so I get that point, but I just feel like if you don't play at least one or two preseason games and you go straight into the season, you're just opening the doors for players to get hurt. Um, you're, you're opening doors for more injuries. And the reason why I say that is because without actually playing organized football against football against other teams, you know, you're just opening the doors for more injuries. It's 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 a, it's tough because I it's like I'm contradicting my my own self, but I like it and I don't. So it's yeah. like I have I have mixed. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get what you, about I, that. I get what you're saying with that. Like where you know you could get the same factor comes in with like jumping right straight into the season. And then you risk injury there as well because you didn't really get to have at least a few a few minutes out on the field getting some action. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like you know. I mean, it's kind of like what the NBA is doing, you know, with the scrimmage games. Yeah, I like, mean, they, they have training camp and all that yeah, to that's, get ready, but it's not it's not the same as ha- as having real time game experience. You know, yeah. playing against an actual team in the actual field. The good pool. the good advantage that the NFL has is that they still have time. I mean, the training training camp starts soon. But at least they still have a little bit of time where they could possibly add at least maybe one or two scrimmage games per team. Maybe that's something that they could possibly look into. I mean, 
that that's just to maybe if there's people out there, you know, in the the higher boards of the NFL or owners or something thinking the same thing you are. Like, yo, we're jumping straight into the season. Training camp wasn't, you know, we already been without football this long. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's let's have at least a scrimmage game. So do you think by them taking out preseason completely, do you think they're going to have more games to the season? Or do you think they're just going to stay with 17? I think that they should leave it at 17. I think the NFL started adding a couple things on there um, where, you know, adding things on the, with league policy and all that stuff, like where they're not testing, um, they're not going to find you or do anything to you if you get caught with, um, you know, marijuana in your system. Um, so I think leaving it at 17 is good. Um, they should even it out, I think. 17 is kind of an odd number. But... Well, remember, they have a bye week. Oh, well, that's true. That's true. So yeah. you need you need to do it that way so yeah. that way everybody has a fair I chance. mean, then yeah, then no. You can't. You can't really You can't really add another... You can't add more games because that would require two more games. That's just too long. And then when the, when next season comes around, right, there will be a preseason, I'm sure, if, you know, knock on wood, everything goes back to normal somewhat, right? You're going to have a preseason at that point. So then what? You have two preseason games and then you have two more additional games in the season? It's like... I always say they should cut the preseason games down to two. I think two is a perfect number. You get two games under, your, under the table, under, under, under your belt, and you know, you're know you ready to go to the preseason. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, let's be realistic, the starters really don't play much no. in the preseason. And they don't take it serious. Let's be 100% honest. None of them take it serious. Unless you're Tom Brady. You take every game serious. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, come on. There's still that 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 you know thought in the yeah, back of his mind where he's sorry. like, "Nah, I'm not. I'm not gonna take it that serious." Like, you know. And plus, look at his age, bro. He's not. He's not. He's not gonna take it serious yeah, yeah. at all. So, so getting into players, um, uh, Devonta Freeman just you know came out with some, or his agent came out with some news saying that his player, well, in this case being Devonta Freeman, is willing to sign with any team. Do you see that as a desperation move, or do you see that as you know the guy really wants to play, like? I see it as a desperation to play, of wanting to play. I agree. Um, I just think that he should he should definitely like think before he he decides on a team because what's kind of the point of going to a team where you're not gonna get any any runs? You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna get any touches. So um, I think he should at least consider the teams that he he he's interested in or the teams that reach out to his agent. But honestly, I. I have a few teams in mind where I think he should go. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think it's more... And, I, and it's not about the money for him either because I'm sure he his deal anywhere he goes, no matter where it is, even if he starts, it's not going to be like more than maybe a full... At max, four, and a, four mil a year. But he, I, that's so a stretch. So what's taking him so long to sign with a team? I mean, he's not a scrub. He's not, but his injuries, bro. Yeah, bro, but he's still, he's still solid. He still proved that he could be a solid starter in this league. The thing is with the thing is with Devontae Freeman is that even while he played he didn't make and I'm and like hear me out like he didn't make the impact that Todd Gurley does when he played and he had his run of stretches where he balled out you know what I'm saying but but look and at then, this look at the season that Todd Gurley had last year and he just signed with well with, right but I mean with he, the Falcons but what, the first week of free agency yeah i know but that's what i'm saying but todd Gurley has established himself 110 percent in this in this league that if healthy he is probably top three best running backs in the league Devonte freeman even if he's healthy he's not top three they both made it to a super bowl i mean yeah but that doesn't mean that he's i mean he was a starting three. running back for a super bowl team yeah i mean that's and then after but after the injuries even when he came back he didn't perform todd Gurley, even once he came back from injury he performed he just kept getting hurt you know what I'm saying? Like that's why he has that notoriety. Even when he's when he's on the field, he produces. 
once Devontae Freeman's injuries uh, came at him, he started like he started his produ- his production was not there anymore. So I I think that I mean regardless or not, I I still think that he has a lot. I think it's more at the end of the day, it's desperation to play. But he 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 wants to he wants to show something. He has something to prove. And I'm and I'm excited to see it. Honestly, I think the Buccaneers, being my team, and my team, is a team that could that, that could use him. You know what I'm saying? You could split the you could split the the you could split the runs with with uh, Ron Jones. So and then if Devontae Freeman come comes back and plays somewhat like how he played before, then he's the full time running back on a on a championship type of caliber team. So just you know, just putting some stats out there, you know. I understand he he got injured. Uh, I believe it was 2018 when he got hurt. Um, last year he only had 184 attempts, but I mean he still averaged 3.6 yards per carry. So I mean I mean you're you're saying you're you're talking about a player that can still produce in the field, and it just surprises me a lot that he's still even a free agent. Like if I'm the Bucks, I'm jumping. Oh, head first. Right. Head first. Now, yeah. like I'm I'm calling his agent. I'm calling him directly. I'm getting that deal. Done and I'm getting. I'm signing him right now. No, I agree. Yeah, bro. And then um, as well too. You saw like the first day of testing for the NFL. They they originally reported ninety five players came back positive, um, with the coronavirus. I don't remember out of like the certain amount of players they tested, but apparently that was a like, that was a false reporting. They came back actually lower than that at fifty nine, which is no matter what the num the number overall that they tested. That's a great percentage, I'd say. Um, and I'm sure the majority of that was asymptomatic. So, I mean, that's good, right? That's a good sign. I mean, Especially yeah, right around the corner of the I would, I would, Yeah, I mean, I would love it to be zero, but I mean, let's, well, be, realist- course, yeah. let's be realistic. I mean, the times that we're living in are, are, are rough. So, to have 59 players out of, I mean, God knows how many players. So there's, what, 55 players per every team? Yeah. 32 teams? Yeah. Multiply that. I'm out, team, of math, I'm out of math, so I don't know, I don't know the answer to that, but... It's a lot of NFL players, and to have 59 teams is like having one team completely full of COVID. Right, exactly. Which, at the same time, you think about it like, damn. Sounds bad, yeah. It but, sounds you real know. bad, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's better than 95. I'll take 59, so I'm glad yeah. that was a false report. and and Yeah, I just, I'm just glad that it, it, it kind of, there's a, such a low amount, especially in the, right around the corner of training camp, because imagine if that number was actually above, even at 95, but above that. Yeah. They that would have been tough because you know some players already were skeptical to start going to training camp until the NFL had legitimate like safety precautions going into training camp. Especially like Russell Russell Wilson was one of them that spoke up saying you know I have you know his his boo Sierra is pregnant you know she's home with a, with you know pregnant and he's going to training camp with maybe God knows how many of his teammates with COVID or or faculty or anything like that full of COVID. So it's um it's something that. I'm glad that they they figured out and they figured out quick. They they settled that quick, so I'm glad that they did that. Well, um, because of that, they're also they're also gonna be doing daily testing. Um, yeah. Which I don't know how that's gonna work out because 55 players in every team daily testing. They're gonna have to figure out something where it's every two three days. Cause daily testing is a lot of tests. I mean, they're daily testing in the NBA bubble. No, not every day. Not doing it every day. It's every other day. I think they were doing it every day once when they first got when there. they first started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, when they first right. started, but now now that that they reported no coronavirus cases, they're doing every other day. So, you know. Yeah, well, well, then that's the case. Then I guess when they start lowering down, then, until then they're gonna do it every day. I mean, because originally the report when the bubble was established is that they were gonna test them every day, and then now that zero tests came back positive, well, you know, 
we'll save that one for later. But either which way, as the last reporting was zero. So uh, transitioning to baseball, bro. Did you just see that contract? And, and mind you, we just before we started recording is when they, it was reported. Mookie Betts, the deal that he signed with the Dodgers, that extension. That was crazy, man. He signed for twelve. Oh, he agreed for twelve year, three hundred sixty five million dollar extension. Yeah. God damn, bro. Three hundred sixty five million. And on top of that, combined with the one year that he has left of twenty seven million dollars, um, together it's a total deal with the Dodgers of thirteen years, three hundred ninety two million dollars, almost four hundred million dollars, for my man Mookie Betts. Yeah. Um. That's a that's a lot of money. But my thing is is I mean, was it more for the money, or did you really want to stay with L.A. because you could you see something? Well, let's be realistic. L.A. is and the life is more expensive. Life right. is more expensive. Uh, and, but you also get the opportunity to expose yourself more. Um, you're going to receive more endorsements. Uh, you know, you have the ability to, I don't know if this is the path, and again, I don't know if this is the path that he wants to take, but if he wants to go through the acting side or the acting, acting, uh, side of things, he can, he can explore those areas as well, those, uh, those venues. I'll tell you so this. He, he has more opportunity in He general. won't be the, he won't be the, the, when it comes to baseball, the main guy in LA is Mike Trout. Mike Trout owns California when it comes to baseball. Him, and then maybe you could make an argument with um, uh, Bellinger. Uh, I'll take I'll take Betts with Bellinger. Well, okay. Well, then that's what I'm saying. No matter what Trout is, I would I would I would agree that you know Trout still runs L- uh, like California when it comes to baseball. But I mean, either which way, I mean, I I think it was more for me. I think it was more for the money. But I don't know. I mean, I think it's a you can make a case. Between uh, Bellinger and um, Mookie Betts, I still take Bellinger. That that's his team until yeah, Betts proves yeah. otherwise. That boy Bellinger came out running his rookie year. You can't say that about Mookie Betts. I mean, uh, only o- only only those who know only those who are Red Sox fan know that he was a second baseman, and the reason he's in the outfield was because Dustin Pickler. But he didn't do much in his rookie year compared to Bellinger. And the way Bellinger has just gotten better and better. But, I mean, it's remains to be seen. Both it, Now is the perfect time to see them both because they're both in the same team. But they're, they're definitely, respectively, one and two in that, in that, in that team. And, and that lineup definitely got way better uh, with, the, with the players that they got. Um, aside from the contract, I just think that, I mean, there's sometimes when you, when you come up with a, with a team, with a farm system, you make it to the show, you're with them, and you're, this is the first... Um, I believe it's the first time Mookie experienced in free agency. Um, so him telling the, the Red Sox, listen, I'm not going to re-sign because I want to, um, you know, test the waters and see what the free agency looks like. It was a, it was a smart decision from the, from the Boston side of things, knowing that they're, they're entering into a, a rebuilding uh, type of uh, team that they're trying to do to trade him because they didn't know if he, if he goes into the free agency – you're not guaranteed that player is going to sign with you. That's correct. So them trading him then, then, and and hopefully if he does make it to free agency, give him give him a, a contract, kind of like the way um, the Yankees did with uh, uh, not Drew, with Shaman. Mm-hmm. The they they trade him to to the Cubs. They got they got Glaber Torres back out of that deal. Mm-hmm. Shaman goes with the Cubs. They win the World Series. He goes free agency, and he goes back yeah, to the Yankees. Yeah, exactly. The Yankees ended up getting Glaber Torres, which he he is a, he's a stud. And got Chapman and back. And got Chapman, Chapman back. back yeah. So you know, so maybe Boston was going that way, 
And I think I think Mookie, like like you alluded to that. I mean, he's maybe trying to get more exposure. You don't unless you're Big Poppy in Boston, you're not gonna get that much. Yeah. On the baseball side of things, um, but and, you know, Boston as well is more of a well, not not anymore because. You know, Tom Brady left, but it was more okay. Patriots, what are we gonna do this year? Yeah. Um. You know, the, I mean, you have the the Boston team for, for when Big Papi was there. So that's why yeah. I brought up the name. When Big Papi was there, you're like baseball, baseball. We're going somewhere. But you gotta think about this. I'm a, I'm a huge Red Sox fan, so yeah. we won a World Series after Big Papi left. No, no, definitely. So you know, we we definitely made our say we we made a name for ourselves even after Big Papi left. Mm-hmm. So and I, and I still think even though Patriots. You could say they run the Boston, uh, Boston, and they run the sports in Boston. Yeah. Red Sox are up there, man. No, 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 definitely. I, I mean, I, I would say, yeah, I would say, yeah, seventeen rings, they're big, bro. They're like, sports city. Yeah. After the Red Sox won their won the World Series, I mean, their trajectory has been downwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, based on contracts, controversy uh, within the locker room itself, because I mean, they do have the the manager in, in Cora, which he led them there. And you know that that's gonna transition to something else that we're gonna talk about with Cora. Oh, I'm gonna talk to me about that. Cora should have, should still be our, our, our yeah. Manager. I agree no, with that sure. too. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, I think it was, it was more Mookie Best trying to you know trying to see what he can do. Um, me me personally, uh, the Dodgers they always make it to you know to the World Series. Uh, their the, their team is always set up to make it to the World Series, but they always they never pull it out. They never pull it out. Uh, could could Mookie probably be that 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 factor that puts him over the I, edge? I, still, I don't think so. I still think they need a bullpen. I mean, yeah, you know, compared to other sports for 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 baseball, you you, you need pitching. You need pitching. Yeah, you need pitching. Yep. Especially I mean, now. Yeah, because you can have a you can have the best. Uh, the I mean, you you see it sometimes in all star games, pitchers dominate, and you have like the top Bounce, nine yep. players respectively. Uh, each league in the Oscar game, and sometimes the first couple of innings we have a pitching game because yeah. if the pitching dominates, that that's it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it, I think it was more him trying to trying to get. I don't want to say more money because I do believe that the Rexos were in a position that they had the money to, to give him more. Uh, I think he just wanted to, to try to try out things. Like I alluded earlier, you're trying to go. Up, you, you've been in the same organization for years. Uh, you you think to yourself, well, I you know we got the World Series. I became an All Star here. I became a stud here. I became an MVP here. The way the trajectory of the team is going, I don't want to be like uh, Lou alluded to. Mike Trout. Mike Trout is the number one player in 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 baseball. But look at the team that he's on, and uh, he just resigned because he's loyal to that team. But some other players, you know, especially like Mookie Betts, already accomplished uh, the MVP and accomplished the you know uh, the the ring and everything. They want to they want to try and go to another competitive team mm-hmm. so they can do it again. So yeah, no. Um, I mean, Mookie Betts was definitely a big signing uh, by the Dodgers. He he's gonna help that team. There's no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, he'll help. But um, I mean, is he is it enough to win a World Series? Uh, that's that's soon to be seen. Um, I personally think that Mookie Betts is that type of player that can take you over the edge or or, or on top of. Uh, your expect he can exceed your expectations, but at the end of the day, like Vic said, um, if you don't have pitching, and you don't have a bullpen that can give you that 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 support when your starters are not providing um a hundred percent, it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be tough. They definitely they definitely need to 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 
I'd help to that bullpen. For sure. Hey, another thing for the Dodgers, I mean, their, their, their coach, uh, Roberts, I don't, you know, he, he is a GM's coach, if that makes any sense. Like, he'll do whatever the GM tells him to do, and he's not willing to do what needs to be done. What a manager the, should do. And yeah. the best example I can give is uh, last year against the Nationals um, in the NLCS, he had a, he had a chance back to back games to put his number one closer, number one reliever in in Jensen, and he didn't. And he decided to put someone else, and that definitely messed the Dodgers up because towards the end the Nationals got hot, and you know they went on and, and to win everything. But it's those little decisions that he doesn't pull the trigger, like let's say an Alex Cora, or let's say like Martinez with the with the with the Nationals. He doesn't pull the trigger, and he just leads me to believe that he is more of a GM's type of type of coach. Some teams like it, some teams rally around that, but in the playoffs, it's a different animal. You can win 162 games, and then comes the playoffs, and it's going to be different. And it could be different this year as well. I mean, I feel like every team has a shot in the sense, now they're only playing, I believe, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe they're playing... 60 games. Yeah. Um, so, that's crazy. 60 games compared to 162. You know... So 100 games. Yeah. That's a lot of games that you're losing. They always... They always... One of the things that those baseball players talk about to keep their mind ready for, for every single game is they, they they tell themselves it's a marathon or a sprint. Well, that thing just shifted. Now this is a sprint. Yeah. You have to come out, you know, the gates running and have a good couple of games to establish that that chemistry and keep going so it's good it could, it could be interesting yeah and and, and one thing that that, that uh, you said was you mentioned the nationals right yeah who did the nationals be in the world series well you know the houston astros all right yeah <laughs> well talking about the astros do you see the game yesterday uh, i saw things here and there but i mean i'm sure you're gonna fill me in uh, i definitely am <laughs> uh altuve Springer and Bregman all me? got hit by a ball, by a pitch. What do you think about that? Honestly, you think that was a statement? I look. It, it's funny that you say that because watching the game. Well, I didn't watch the game, but you know, seeing the highlights, seeing it, it made me watch like a full on, like lengthy highlight tape of it. But the, those hits, those pitches, like the pitchers, um, and correct me if I'm wrong. The, one of them was named was Alex Lopez, and the other one was. Who again? Jackson Coart. Jackson Coart. So, those two guys, every single time they hit somebody, they like made it seem like as if the ball slipped or something like that. I don't that. know. They played it off. Perfectly. They played it off. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, for me, I'm like, bro, if you're, gonna, if you're doing this for the reason, like, to make a statement, let it be known. Stop the, the faking. Like, let them... I think they're ready for it. And because... Not even that, because... Not, they they got hit with the ball. They still played. They didn't retaliate, and they could have. They didn't retaliate, and they still came in that game. And the Astros just busted that ass. Destroyed them. Destroyed them. It get, granted, it's a summer camp game, how they call it, you know, whatever. But it's letting it be known that they're ready for all the heat. And I'm here for it, whatever. Like, yes, they did what they did, but I'm ready to see like how they take all this adversity and all that stuff because. I mean, shit, it takes it takes a lot of balls to still come out and, and expect that, especially out on the road. Bro, wait until they go to Washington. Wait till they go to New York and play the Yankees. Teams that caught, that they, for their cheating scandals, cost 
those teams championships. So do you think it's gonna be a trend now? Do you think every every no every team no. is gonna try to attack them no. that way? At least because like honestly, pitch? like why why would like the Marlins and the Braves or teams like that like haven't been in contention for anything try well, to come a, out just after? Just in general, just uh, yeah. And the same the same way they attacked Tom Brady and the Patriots when when the whole I feel that, but I mean I mean baseball game. with baseball, I feel like players are a little like they 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 hold their emotion a little bit more. Um, than uh than the NFL and like NBA does. Um, but when they go off, they start throwing hands like it's a, it's a boxing match. But what I would have liked to see, I would I would have loved to see the fans' reactions. There was no fans obviously in the game. Man, no playing without fans. But would that would 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 I can I can say I can honestly that would have been a brawl and there would have been fans. No, definitely. Yeah, I eventually. Mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, aside from the pictures that you mentioned. Those guys are scrubs. So for them, that's just a statement. You know, look, we're talking about them because they they hit the the Houston Astros players. So I feel like it's gonna be um, half and half. You're gonna have those players who are truly uh, upset about what the Astros did um, and how you know they cheated the game and, and things like that. That are gonna legitimately just be upset and just pitch to them. And then you're gonna have those that are gonna try to make a name for themselves. Uh, but at the end of the day, in baseball, you win baseball with scoring runs. You get runs with having people on base. If you're gonna give me free batters on base and have my other guys I'll take it to freaking run, you know, get those runs in, I'll take it. So, and the dangerous thing about this is, well, you know, the scandal's out, people are are gunning for the for the Astros, but now they're now they're now they're the, now they're the underdogs because everybody yeah. wants to everybody destroy yeah. them. I'm low key rooting for them. So like, if I they win low yeah, key, they win if they win again. What's the excuse? Yeah. No. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about the. I mean, let's team. be real though. The players that they have are solid, though, regardless yeah. of the fact. So no, people no. to sit here and be like, "Oh no, the only reason why they won is because yeah. of cheating." Here's nah, the, bro. These players are actually yeah. good. Here's the thing on that note. Yeah, for sure. One of the teams that were like super ah, it was it was um, the Dodgers when they went to the World Series and they lost to Houston. Right. Yeah. If people, you know, people forget in sports, like you can't forget what happened. The Dodgers were up. 3-2 in that series. Yeah, I remember that. Um, And they allowed them to go to Game 7. Mm-hmm. Even in one of those two games that they lost was against um, having their best pitcher on the mound in, in, in Kershaw. Mm-hmm. So you're going to tell me that you already had a lead on them, 3-2, with two games left, a Game 6, I believe it was in, in your own home home uh, park, and you couldn't deliver, uh, you know, you couldn't execute and win when you already beat them three times? So for me, that was them trying to like find an excuse where you know what I talked about earlier about about their coach. Another thing, I don't care, I don't care if you tell me what's coming. If you tell me a fastball is coming, I still need to be a heck of an athlete to hit that thing. Yeah, especially so, if that's coming so at you knowing, like ninety nine. So knowing what's coming, yes, it gives you an advantage. But let's be realistic. Those those of us who do not play baseball, or let's just say we don't have the hand eye coordination like these guys do. I mean the 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 seconds that you have from the ball leaves the the arm of the pitcher. Remember, you're, you're I believe you're ninety feet away. Yeah. So that thing comes. I mean, fast, bro. The ESPN Science uh thing when when they when they were given it, they they talked about this, and you have like split seconds to react. Yeah, knowing what's coming, you're gonna react a little a little faster because you know what's coming. But the only thing you know what's coming if it's a fastball or a speed. You know, off speed is anything from changeup, mm-hmm. slider, curveball, 
four ball. Knuckles. I mean, there's like seven pitches that yeah. are considered off speed yeah. compared to the fastball. And even the fastball, you have the two seamer and the four seamer. The fast seamer. Yeah. The, the, the two the two seamer moves. The uh, four seamer. Four seamer. Unless you're if you're a pretty good pitcher, that thing moves as well. So you still need to use your hand-eye coordination to hit that thing. Yeah. And it's not like they won 162 games. Yeah, exactly. People were beating them. People right. were had chances of beating them. I understand it takes away from the integrity of the game, but so other things as well. And we can get into the whole Jose Reyes and and you know the scandal that he had with it with his wife. He he got suspended. Things like we can talk about of things in baseball uh, that have ruined the game as well. And but I mean, hey, it it just it just they did it. It worked for them. They got caught. They apologized. Move on. So move yeah. on. The players, but I, like I said, if you're gonna start hitting them and giving them See, free runs, they're gonna take it. Yeah, but not even not even just take it. Just real quick, like don't don't just take it, but don't fake it. You know what I'm saying? Don't 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 fake it. Don't make it seem like oh man, it slipped out of my hand. Like if you're gonna oh, hit them, the pitchers. hit yeah, them. The pitchers, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's what I'm saying. Like and this is yeah, it just goes straight out to the pitchers. Like don't be a punk. If you're gonna hit the guy with a freaking fastball. Man, that you could you could hurt somebody severely. You could end the guy's career. You could even hurt your own damn team teammate in the back. That's the catcher, bro. Even hurt the damn umpire. Um, umpire. So you better make it known that you're doing it, and don't be scared if he's gonna come at you. Yeah, Which definitely. I think, as an organization, they've had the talks that it's like yeah, well, you know, if we retaliate, then we're really gonna show that we're not as good as we are. Because then there here goes suspensions and all this crap. So I mean, the Ast- the Astros the Astro has have nothing to lose. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, they're trying to to win like everybody else. They know everybody is against them, so they're just gonna like you know take it, get free runs, and if you're gonna help me win, I'm gonna take it as well. And yeah, you're right. They're not gonna retaliate and they're not gonna charge them out because they know it's coming. But I mean, the the matchup I do want to see is Altuve versus Chapman. because oh. he, yeah. I think Altuve is gonna gonna die. 102 mile fastball coming at him. Yeah, and you know Shotman, Shotman is very, he's very aggressive, and he, he he doesn't forget. So yeah, but I mean, I mean, we'll see what happens. It's, it's, it's gonna be interesting. interesting. It's, it's gonna, gonna be fun. It's gonna be a no, fun no, I, season. I, I agree. My my thing is, let's be real. How many teams do you actually think still still signs? I'm pretty sure. Everybody. I'm pretty Everybody. sure yeah. that no, Astros are not the only team. I'll give you this: stealing signs has been happening for the longest. Yeah, if you yeah. don't believe me. Why do you think why do you think the catcher uh throws different signs when there's a person in second base? Because it's been happening for the longest. It, it's part of baseball. I mean those little things, this is part of baseball. Having having an edge on us on so having an edge on the other team uh, in every sport has always been the if you have an edge on the other team, you're gonna have a chance to win. So that's why if, if uh, those uh listening to the podcast, you never watch a baseball game, um and you're getting caught up in this whole situation talking to someone about it. Um, watch a game, have wait till someone is in second base, and then watch the catcher how his signal uh, and signs to the pitcher can change. Yeah. He does like twenty million things to call what before someone being at second base. If it was a fastball, is the number one, you know, the the old fashioned the one the index finger down, and you know that's a fastball because the person the person in second base can easily relay that to the the hitter, and the hitter know okay, off speed is coming. Same thing. Yeah. It's just that they got caught and looked ugly. That was the only thing. That's yeah, that was the only thing. And with Houston, still, it kind of just reminds me of uh, the scandal that happened a while back. Um, You know, Vic, how do you feel about that? How do you give us your two cents? Your, you know, your 
quote unquote expertise on on this <laughs> on this this uh situation with you know Cora Hinch and uh, Beltran. Well, I mean, I think it was a tough situation for them because they were kind of forced. For example, Cora and Hinch, they were forced to um, step down. You know, with their with the managerial positions. Of course, Hinch was the head coach uh, for the Astros when they started doing this whole uh, stealing signs. And then the same thing with uh, with Cora. He was uh, the I believe he was the bench coach. He was not the assistant coach to Hinch. Um, and the whole thing with Beltran, to be honest, with Beltran, that I mean, I I'm a Mets fan, and he he, he just got hired to be the the Mets. That, I was actually excited for y'all. Honestly, I was really. I, I mean, Beltran played played for the played for the Mets. Uh, I'm a huge Mets fan, so I'm really excited about that. And then this whole thing uh, happened, and he decided to step down because he didn't want to be a distraction. But I mean, it's just it's crazy because I believe that you know I know why the deal was wrong, but like we alluded earlier, every single team has done something in the past to get gain an edge, and I think it's part of uh, a sports and especially it's part of baseball. Um, and I think that it's just there should be a there should be a, 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 a not a friendship, but this bond, like a this bond, bond with the players that you know, no matter no matter where you're at. It, it, you know, it's never broken. Like that, you know, that cardinal, that cardinal sin, and you know, going back to how all this thing started with uh, with Mike Fires, um, he was when he broke out the story. He was with Oakland. He used to be a starting pitcher for the for the Houston Astros when they won. So I mean, he got a ring out of it. Um, he also uh, took advantage uh, of the whole situation, and then he decided to spill the beans because, in my opinion, I think it was in retaliation because. He didn't get he didn't get he didn't get resigned by Houston, and then he landed in Oakland. Nobody wants to go to Oakland. I'm sorry, but yes. you don't want to go to Oakland. <laughs> no. um, so I think it was more of a retaliation thing. I never I never I never thought that he oh wanted to open the eyes to what was happening, but I, I just think it was. I I don't think that Cora should have stepped down. I don't think that Hinch should have should have stepped down, and I don't think Beltran should have stepped down either. Uh, unfortunately. You know they were, they were kind of pressured by by the media, by the you know the the players' association, the players itself. It was just it was just a mess when the whole thing happened. It was just a, just a mess. Yeah, I, I'm not a Mets fan, but I definitely wanted to see Beltran uh, do his thing. I mean, yeah. Beltran, Beltran. I mean, you could say he was a coach player. No, definitely. Where not. where I mean, as a player, he was great. But he always had that. The, he he was the veteran of the team. Mm-hmm. He always he he coached the youngsters. He was he was. I, I mean, he probably still he probably still could hit a couple. Of yeah, yeah, runs. maybe. The Asian, yeah, he could hit a couple of bumps. But mm-hmm. man, like I really wanted to see that. I really want to see that. I'm I'm. I, I don't think the whole situation was treated fairly. Um, and like I said, I agree with you 100. percent Definitely, it happens. It happens in the sense that you know they deserve to get some sort of punishment. No, definitely. Um. You know, maybe a year. Yeah. Can we say a year was fair enough? Uh, I mean, was that the initial? Was that what was reported, or are you just? No, uh, I'm just, I'm just. I stating, think a I'm year. Just I think a year is a little too much. You can, you can. Ban, I, I mean, mean, damn, it's a, it's your, it's the manager, bro. Like you, you need, you need the manager. You know what I'm saying? Like you hired that manager for a reason, right? A a good amount of games. I think almost close to half of the of, of the whole MLB season is good, um, but not the whole season. You really got to really. think about that. Like that could. You might as well let them step, let them fire them. I mean, yeah. they could have, they could have, um, like they do when they test positive for for PEDs and things like that. They, they, I, I think it's like fifty games the yeah. first offense. 
then do something around that. Yeah. Suspend you know, make your, suspend the all-stars of that team because they're supposed to be the, the leaders. The they're supposed leaders to be too. the one taking charge. So including the coach, including uh, uh, whoever came up with the, with the schemes and whatnot. Suspend them for like, I don't know, a, a certain amount of games and, and let it play out. And then, you know, at the end of the, at the, end of the year, if they, when they come back and they still win, nobody can say anything because the team would have been, first of all, uh, with, without their great players for like a, a X amount of games. And then all of a sudden they come out and start winning and, you know, they're not going to do it again because the scandal is out. They're, they're, people know how, how it's done. They're not doing that thing again. And if they go ahead and win it, and win it it's you know how this is all going to go away? But the Astros win in the World Series. If they win it yeah, again, yeah, if they, they win it again, they're If they win it this year, I don't want to hear a single word about no, this definitely. again. No, and you can't. You can't. You literally got to say, you got to, any haters or anybody who like said like, oh, whatever, like, you got to swallow every word that you said and shut up. Yeah. You got to respect the team and you got to respect the players at that point. Because they did it. You know what I'm saying? And not in a hinge being gone too. And again, playing base playing baseball is so difficult. I don't, I don't. You can tell me what's going. I already said this. I'm gonna say it again. You can tell me what's coming, and I, I can't. I won't be able to hit it. Yeah. And there's so many factors that need to go. Cause yeah, and I go back to that that seat that that playoff series with with the Dodgers. You need so many. You need so many things to. You need so many things to go good to win. And that was just a small factor that they did, and then they did everything else good because their pitching was good. So I mean, that's just it's just what it is. So today was the first day of the NBA scrimmage, my brother. Let me tell you, I woke up today like as if it was Christmas. Okay, it, it, I know <laughs> this is. I even get excited like this for summer league. I don't understand why, but I felt the same exact way. Like, did you watch any games? Did you did you see anything? I was actually at work. I watched the Magic game. Okay. Watched the Magic game. Um, trying to hide away from my boss, and uh, <laughs> you know, it, it was. He ended up watching it with me. So. Oh, okay, right. Lit. That's so. But but Shout no, out to no. The boss. <laughs> no, but uh, I, going talking about at least the Magic game, uh, which was the only game that I saw this uh, earlier today. Yeah, me too. Um, it. It, we started out very well. Um, I saw a couple mm-hmm. of plays from Mark Hart Williams, you know, hustling and loved it. Yeah. Loved this game today. Loved it. But I'm um, um, second half, man. Second half, we just fell apart. Yeah. I mean, granted, I mean, a lot of the guys, a lot of the guys didn't get the a lot of PT in the second half, um, which is okay. I didn't honestly, I didn't expect to win. Um, even if they played like you know the minutes that they normally would play, but like how you said, Michael Carter Williams, bro, that guy, that guy. Took me took me by surprise today. I knew he was gonna he was gonna come up and um and perform. You know he he showed it up up on the offensive end, the defensive end. You could see that grit. You could see that grind. Um, another guy who stuck out to me today too was uh my boy West God, West Mm-hmm. Bro, first possession that he came came out mad aggressive. Um, I loved I loved it. I feel like those two guys are you know those two guys are gonna be. Key coming off the bench for us come come long term when, when it's playoff time, bro. Yeah, Honestly, Bush has some big minutes too. I mean, yeah, he, 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 he played he, all right. He didn't play too long, uh, which you expect that from a scrimmage game, right? Um, but you know, from the time that he was there, which you know he played for twenty minutes, he scored eighteen points. Uh, pretty solid, mm-hmm. you could say. Um, uh, another guy, turns raw, sixty minutes, fourteen points, uh, not too bad. Um, in general, I, I thought we played a solid game. Obviously, we're missing some key players: Marco Fultz, Jonathan Isaac. 
Is, is, is Isaac even gonna play? I'm hoping. I'm really hoping so. I say if he's not in by game four of of the actual season, he sh- we should have put it. We should have bring him back. It's gonna be the same thing that will happen with Jameer Nelson when we brought him in the wrong time. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna mess up the chemistry. Yeah. If he's not in by game four, I I just say let's just play it out with what he has. No, no, no. I I, I agree with that one hundred and ten percent. And I I um, I mean. No, no lie. They, I mean, there are some guys from the Clippers that look that look good too. I'm not t- and I'm not even and I'm not even talking about Kawhi and PG. I'm talking about outside of the key guys. Freaking uh, Marcus Morris. He had, who, a solid game. he had a solid game. He looked like he didn't lose. He didn't lose a touch from um, you know when the game got postponed. Um, Joel Kim Noah, bro, played some solid minutes. He actually played solid. I mean, he probably didn't put up no buckets like that, but I mean, you know, he played well. Yeah. Freaking uh, Lou Will, Lou Will had a hell of a game. Lou Will was scoring buckets, but wow, you expect yeah. that from Lou Will. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, what do you? What do you think? You know, keeping in with um, with the Clippers, um, uh, Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly had to go. He had to leave the bubble for apparently uh, apparently some um, some family issues. Uh, he said he's hoping to return. Um, but do you think that's gonna affect them when it comes to this, the those you know when the regular you know the season starts up again? Uh, it's gonna affect their seating. You think? Um, he's definitely a big part of that team. You know, you need his defensive intensity. It's something that the team. I mean, the, the team still has Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. They still have great defenders. And and, and no lie, Reggie Jackson is. He's solid. He's, he's solid. Now. He's a good defender, bro. Yeah, he's People, all right. He's a good defender, and, and and when he's on, he's on. He can score too. So is it gonna affect the seating? I still have the Clippers finish number two, finishing number two in the in the West. Hold on, I before you continue, I just want to let you know that Denver's only, only a game behind. Yeah, and Bobo looked good today. He did. He looked real good. But today. I'm saying. Without Patrick Beverly, they got to step it up big time. Like, Reggie Jackson definitely has to step it up. Well, they have the players to step up. That's what I'm that, trying to that, say. Yeah, yeah, they do. But I'm just saying, let's let's just hope that, you know, that this one scrimmage game that all those role players play good doesn't just show now. And then when it comes down to when it counts, they start to not perform. And then you leave it basically all for PG and Kawhi to, to handle. You know well, what I'm saying? Well, the good thing, and again, uh... Bringing Reggie Jackson back, the reason why I mention him so much is because he's been a starter in this league for so long. Yeah. He knows what it takes to take on that point guard role, uh, that starting point guard role. And I think he's going to fill in that position just fine. Obviously, come playoff times, you're going to need Patrick Beverly. You're going to need his, his intensity. You're going to need him to be 100%. Um, you're going to need him to be in the game. But I think they have enough to finish number two. I don't think they'll be able to catch up to the Lakers. Um, not too far behind, but I mean, they—it's uh, a stretch, stretch. It's a stretch. Yeah. It's a stretch. I—I I, haven't—I haven't finished number two. The Nuggets are gonna give them a fight, but at the end of the day, I still feel with the team they have right now, the Clippers still have the second best. Well, I haven't won the championship. I already told you that, but yeah. I have them regular season. I have them as number two. Yeah. Um. I I think they're I I think they're gonna finish number two as well. I just think you know Denver has always been on the top, bro. For the past like two three years, maybe even going to four, they've always finished in the top five around there. So 
And I, I like, man, I've always been, I've always had a soft spot for the Nuggets ever since they got mellow. Um, even after he left, I just... Remember that team with Melo, JR? Yeah, bro. Uh, freaking Marcus Canby. <laughs> Nene, Nene. Nene, yeah, yeah. Antonio McDice yeah, for yeah. a little bit. But either which way. Um, the the Nuggets always seem to have a fight. Nikola Jokic is looking, you know, he's slammed down. Uh, he's looking like he could finally probably play a full 48. You know what I'm saying? Without trying to take some rest. Um, so what, what are they getting for them today? Uh, I believe that the Nets played the Pelicans... Um, I know the Nuggets played the Wizards uh, the same time that the Magic played, so... Well, we actually got a final score. With what? Just in. The Pelicans destroyed the Brooklyn Nets. My God. 99-68. to 68. Wow. Bro, I'm telling you, that's going to be the Nets' final score for almost every game. I, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to throw shade, but the Net, really, the Nets have nobody. It's the same thing with Washington because they don't got Bradley Beal. Honestly, if Washington would have had Bradley Beal... They would have taken. We would have moved. The Magic would have moved up to seventh, and Washington would have taken over that that spot, uh, hands down. All right. So let me ask you a question. If I was gonna ask you who was the leading scorer for the Brooklyn Nets today, what would be some names that you would say? <laughs> off the top of my head. Off the top of your head. Uh, I would assume either Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, uh, Garrett Temple. Uh, who was it? who was it? Nah, tell me who was it. Dasanen. Musa, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. I've I mean, never... Musa, I know who the Musa is. How much did he have? 11 points. Oh, Lord. God bless that team, bro. I 11 mean, points, it, it's, bro. It's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a struggle. I mean, it's good for those guys. They get PT. They get some exposure because, who oh, no, some of those guys may not even come back. They may not resign them, so that gives them you know, exposure for other teams that's in the bubble. Um, and even the team that didn't get invited. Um, so, potentially getting another landing spot somewhere else. But I I really don't see like I'm not gonna watch no Nets game unless they play the Magic just to watch my team play. But I'm not gonna watch any Nets game. It's they, there should be no reason to. Yeah, for what? Every team that they play, they're more than likely gonna win. Only team I can see them beat them is maybe the Wizards, and even then, and even that and that will be a good game. I think I would watch that one just to see who wins. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanna go to work. <laughs> no, I don't wanna go to work. I wanna I wanna sit here and talk to everybody right here that's listening right now. I wanna talk to everybody. I don't wanna go to work anymore. <laughs> Alright, so we got the Nuggets that play the Wizards, so I'm talking about the Wizards. Um Man, that's final score. you mentioned Bobo. Yep, final score, Nuggets double, 89. Double. Yep, Wizards eighty two. Um the, the it was closer again than, than I thought it was gonna be, you know, to be honest. Um I was expecting a blowout. But um hey, shout out to the Wizards. I get to keep it close. <laughs> I mean, they had to. They had no choice. But I mean, it it uh um Bo Bo. I mean, he. How did you watch any highlights? How did, how do you how do you feel about him? Um. Well, I know he's gonna get drug tested now. <laughs> oh yeah, that just came in too, not too long ago, right? Like yep. right before we started recording. Yeah. What was it? Apparently, he played too good. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna get tested. Uh, apparently, it wasn't him who played. Oh no, it was. Who was it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And the fact that and the fact is that they also started him as a small forward position. My God, he this kid this kid is humongous, and you're gonna start him at the set. You even they even started uh uh. Well, they have him at seven too, but I don't know how true that is. I mean, remember this is the, the wasn't this the beginning the first year that they had to give the like they yeah, had to report but, their exact but, size. But even without shoes, I still think he's a little a little longer than seven. He needs to put on some muscle. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I mean, his dad was never that. His dad was pretty much, I think, the same type of body frame. His dad never was was bulky at all. Not I mean, really. if anything, I think he's more defined than his dad was. I could I could I could be wrong, but I mean, they look exactly the same. They're about the same. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, our player that stuck out today was uh, Troy Daniels. He had 22 points. Yeah, bro. I was just about to say that. You beat me to it, yeah? He's, yeah. He balled out today. Honestly, I think that was a solid pickup for him. Because Gary Harris has not been really I don't know where the Lakers let him go. I mean, look at who the... They went after right. the guy that they... Honestly, I think they've yeah, been wanting he, for the longest. But he's a shooter, bro. Like, yeah. At the but end I of the mean, day, what are you going to put around LeBron James? He wants shooters. Yeah, but I mean, if LeBron if LeBron wants JR and JR wants to come back and ask LeBron, I mean, he'll, uh, they'll make it they'll That's going to be, a, fun, gonna be a fun experiment. I want to see how that turns out. I mean... Le- LeBron and JR are reunited, and it feels yeah. so good. You know you know who impressed me, believe it or not, um, got fell under the radar, obviously, because of the team that he's playing with now and because they lost, uh, Ruby ha- ha- Hashimura. Yeah, had a solid game. Yeah. Eighteen points, eighteen points, fifty percent from the uh, three point line. Um, the kid, the kid is all right, bro. Before he got hurt in um, in the regular season, he he was solid, bro. He put up numbers. Um, I'm actually excited to see how. I mean, the offense I think is going to be mainly focused on him during this bubble, which I'm cool with. Um, he had a lot of expectations coming out of college. No one really thought that he was. I, I was a big fan of him in the saga. I thought he was going to be... Honestly, I, I, I like Brandon Clark more, to be honest with you. And honestly, I think Brandon Clark right now is just... is He's a stud right now, too, even in the league. He finally got the PT that he got, and he kept it consistent. What you got to think about also is Hashimura took advantage of all the injuries with the Wizards. And, you know, he's obviously made the most out of it. Well, right, yeah. I mean, he they kind of threw him in right away, which yeah. was expected. That, that The Wizards have been doing that ever since they... Been drafting. It just worked out with John Wall and Bradley Beal. Didn't work out with Otto Porter. Took him a little bit. But when he started, he, he picked it up. I think he could become a better a better version of Otto Porter. I think I what, they, what, they, what they look for him, I think they found in, in Rui. So um, that should be exciting to see, honestly. That should be really exciting to see. Um, yeah, the, the thing with Brandon Clark, and I, I said, no, I'm not going to kid down. He's a stud. He could play. Brandon Clark could play, but is he going to be able to coexist with Jaron Jackson? Yeah, because they uh, Brandon Clark to me would be like the the modern day power forward in this league. And Jaron Jackson, you put him at center. Yeah, you play him as a big. I mean, he's guarding the big every time. He has the length. I mean, but for long term, because obviously they have uh, Jonas Valanciunas, which to me I think yeah, he's an underrated the, center in my opinion. I don't, I don't, I don't see him as a future of that team. Who Jonas? Jonas? Nah, I don't see no, 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 no. I uh, no, I agree. I'm saying, like, as of right now, though, to me, long term, I see the team being the headline by Jerry Jackson Jr. John Moran and he's Brandon more Clark. of that, you know, and, and, and it's surprising because I mean, it's crazy to think that Jonas Valanciunas is already a veteran, but hey, he's been in the league enough to where you can call him a veteran. I mean, he he's been on playoff teams. He's been he's made it past the first round a but couple times. I, I so feel, you bring, they, yeah. I mean, and the way they're going now, he I that, feel you, like you could use that on that yeah, team. No, definitely, definitely. And a, a big reason why they're number eight is because of Jonas. Yeah, yeah obviously, yeah. John Moran has a lot of a lot to do with that. But he has about ninety. He has about ninety. Uh, maybe ninety two, but probably. Um, what? Uh, yo, did you hear about um, KG? What about him? Apparently, KG and his investment group, or a group of investors, are interested in purchasing the Minnesota Timberwolves Ooh. off of, um, I forget the owner's name. I think it's, I want to say Glenn Taylor. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wow, anyone, KG but, as the yeah. owner of the Timberwolves. Yep. yep. Wow. Glenn, um, Glenn Taylor, that's his name. That move. I would love to see that. Yeah, I would love to see what type of, type of changes KG brings to the team. I would. I honestly, KG, if you're hearing this. 
hire me somehow, some way, I would love to just work for that man. Bro, you have probably one of the best power forwards um, to, ever play the game. to ever play the game. Somebody who made a stamp on that franchise, even though he didn't win there. Took him to Western Conference. Oh, when you think about Timberwolves, you think about KG. Oh, yeah, hands out. Hands yeah. out. But him him owning that team, I think he'll put the right pieces around that team. I think uh, just starting off with, you know, the... Well, they already have D'Lo, man. D'Lo and you, and you got D'Lo, you got Cat. You got to make sure you keep them. You you I surround will, will, them with... I will try to keep Beasley. Dumb three together. Oh, yeah, Malik Beasley. That's, that's, that's going to be a, a good... He didn't, I think we didn't get to see a lot of that, but even the, the times that he played, though, he it looked like he fit well with that. Like D'Lo and him, that... I like that. I mm-hmm. like it. And with Cat, obviously, whenever he plays, I feel like Cat has his days. Cat has potential to be the best big man in this league. He has potential. He is. He has potential. He, he has can potential definitely to be do the it. best. I mean, I don't know. I, I would say top. I mean, who is the best? Who's the best center in the league right now? You can say probably Joel Embiid. That's why I was gonna say you still got Joel Embiid. That's what, yeah, but I mean, Cavs really not that far off from 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 yeah. Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. I mean, his his. Him not being so prone to injuries and I guess like the, you know, him being surrounded by another superstar in like, you know, Joel with Ben Simmons, I guess that's his, like his advantage. But, bro, the, the t- you've had that team to be yours already. And you've, and he's proven it. He's proven that he could score buckets. He could handle, he could, you know, carry the weight every now and again. But he need he needed that other guy. And D'Lo, I felt, was like the best fit. That was like the perfect me- like mix. Well, I mean, um, I compare him to, and again... It's a tough comparison because this guy's already proven himself, but Anthony Davis in the Pelicans. Anthony Davis had to go to the Lakers in order to become a contender. Yeah. Maybe maybe the Timberwolves got D low and yeah. maybe them together might right. maybe I mean, not contenders, but, but let, let's, let's, playoff let's, team. let's be honest. They but those guys when you think about superstars, like those those are not the type of superstars you think about headlining a team to make a run to the final. Right now with every other Duo in 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 the league, you know what I'm saying? Like you got the LeBron in the a, in the AD, you know what I'm saying? People like that. Um, so down the line, when you know you you LeBron goes away, and then you know they start team, different teams start to go to the finals. You don't expect you know the Milwaukee Bucks to go there, or the Lakers or Clippers or whatever like that. That could be a start. They're still young. They still got a lot of improvement that they can do, which is scary. It's just scary because look how look at that big jump that D'Lo did two years back, and he could still get better. The crazy thing young. is, Daniel Russell's only twenty four, Cat's yeah. only twenty four. They're both young, man. They're I got a hot take. I got a hot take. What if, what if they do something where something down the line they get D book? Oh, the three amigos. That's just a hot take. That's on um, some like two K fantasy shit. I would, I mean, I would love to see that. Who or wouldn't want to fantasy see that? basketball thing? You pick up those three guys or something like that. Like that would be the, insane. The, the three friends, the three amigos. Uh, man, I would love to see that. If that happens, on paper, sign me good. in, bro. I'm, I'm jumping that bandwagon. Uh, uh, yeah, I would, I would jump on it for excitement. I wouldn't really, I wouldn't, I would have to just see them like throughout the year. Well, to, it would just be fun to watch. Oh yeah, 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 like, yeah. It would be fun to watch. It, it was like you know, when, when they win a championship together, we never know unless we actually see it. But right. it definitely, it's definitely gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure, hands down, hands down for sure. Um, you you think that uh, you think that KG will end up buying it? You think it'll work? Like you think it'll happen? I don't know if it's gonna happen. I don't know all the details in regards to it yet. But you know, it's something that we we'll would definitely like to see. You know. When you think of, like I said, when you think about the Timberwolves, you think about KG. 
That's true. Who better to buy them than the person you think about when you think about the Timberwolves? Apparently, uh, one of the one of the cool things that stuck out to me reading that uh that article about that it wasn't much into it, but uh, apparently the Vikings owner is interested as well. Really? Yeah. Um, no official word whether they're he's interested in going into the partnership with KG, or, or if he wants to just purchase it himself. Kind of like uh, uh, what's the guy from um the that owns the Bulls? He owns the Bulls and he also owns the White Sox, I believe. Um, Ryan Stoff or whatever. I don't know. He was in that Jordan Doc. Um, but something kind of like that. But I don't know. Honestly, I think the the Timberwolves they need they need a KG. They need that. This, that would be a whole culture change, and it'll be exciting for Minnesota overall. See, my thing is, I hope it doesn't turn out the same way that it's turning mm-hmm. out in um, in Charlotte with Michael Jordan. You know what? No, I don't think it will. I don't think. It will. And what makes you think otherwise? Because I think that KG just wants to he wants to bring the right people in. Yeah, but that's what I thought. Just, that's what I thought Michael Jordan wanted to do. No, I but mean, Michael, Michael Jordan has to have a say in everything. I think KG just wants to own it to bring the right people in, so they could run it. And like, if they do so many, any, he, and he'll stand back. He'll just stand back, but he'll just be the man of that franchise. You know what I'm saying? He deserves it. You know what I'm saying? If he gets that, he 100% deserves to own that franchise. I think. If anyone does, you know what I'm saying? Um, but it was some funny thing I read on Twitter. Um, Jordan, it was on Bleacher Report, you know, breaking that breaking that little story about KG wanting to buy the symbols. And George Carl, which I didn't freaking know he has Twitter. I don't even know how old George Carl is. But the guy has Twitter, and he said something along the lines like, Yo, KG, hit me. I have a team that's interested in coming back. So, hinting. The Sonics. Seattle, bro. That would... That's not a bad idea. I actually would love to see Seattle come back, but my thing. They should have never left. I agree. It's, I'm, yeah, I, I I have my mixed feelings about that. I'm not gonna bash OKC as like a city or a fan base because they're great. They're like, oh, you know, no, they no deserve they have, coming now. They like, have you know, fans. they have hardcore fans. You gotta respect them. We should have known that though, um, knowing how they are with college. But then again, college, you have and even when you, when the Irlands went over there, when Katrina, right. and, and I that. think that was the main reason why. And I think just because of the, the Sonics. The, the the team prior to them getting KD they lost so much money that I think that's that's the reason why they couldn't keep it going. Um, but I would love to see somebody. I would love to see that come back. Honestly, I would love to see maybe like a shit. Keep it with the keep it with the player owner stuff. Maybe some Gary Payton pitching in, some Jamal Crawford pitching in. You know what I'm saying? Bringing the right real business guys in as well. And bring the team back. I mean, George. I mean, if George Carl wants to buy the team, he buys the team. But he, well, didn't, he wasn't to me. He wasn't the best of the best of coaches. So it, it, I, I feel like him being an owner. I feel like he would want to have a say in everything too. So it's like it's kind of tough. I feel like KG buying the buying the Timberwolves would be perfect, and uh, maybe some other teams bringing bringing Seattle back. But to do that, you either got to add another team, so two teams expansion, or you move another team. What do you think? Do you think a team deserves to be like that needs to be moved to save like you know to save uh, the Knicks? <laughs> yeah, <No. laughs> right. Yeah, right. No, the no. Knicks. Um. Well, there's been a lot of. I mean, I know the ownership doesn't want to do it, but a lot of a lot of rumors about the Kings. It's one of the possibilities. Yeah. Um. But I mean, would I want to see that? Would I want to see that? No. 
Um, you know, obviously. I don't it, think Sacramento deserves that. No, mm-hmm. no, no. Their, their fan base is too loyal, and and you know they 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 have great years. They yeah, have great years. They have history in this league. They and have and they have a nice history. young team. They have yeah. a nice young team. So I I wouldn't say that. New arena. You know what I'm saying? So uh, the revenue is coming in. So yeah. Wow, is there a team out there that I would? Move I've to had Seattle? I've had one in mind. I I could be tripping, but. I I think you know move the move the move the Clippers over there, bro. Oh, I mean they're already they're already thinking about. I've been I've been saying that they're already building the new arena. I know I know, but I I mean that's just me saying like a re- like when I first thought about like yo if they do this and they don't expand by two teams, which team could move? And it's like bro, well, like, they would have thought about before, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, before, but yeah. Not, but that's not, what I'm saying. They're already now. too deep in to <clears throat> right, right, yeah. To even consider I think thinking they would, about they that, would, they would low key. They would low-key have to probably do an expansion team. Well, I mean, Texas has a lot of teams. Yeah, but all those teams in Texas have established themselves. Dallas, they, they make, they make money. Yeah. you got to remember, a lot of it has to do with like longe- like success of the team and, and revenue. And, and if the ownership, honestly, if the ownership sells it and the owner wants to move, then they move. But there's not really a team, I think, off the top of my head. Nah, man, I, to be honest, I, I, they should just have two expansion teams. Yeah, bring but then team, you would have to add... You bring have, it into Seattle... And bring a team to to no, I have it. What add Seattle in the West and bring and move over uh, New Orleans to the East. Yeah, but then it'll be the same situation. There'll there'll be there'll be sixteen teams in the in the East and then fifteen and then four, fifteen teams in the West because you're moving a team from the West to the East. So you well, no, 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 add two no, teams. no. I'm saying, but you didn't let me finish. Add a team to Vegas. Yes. No, seriously. I mean, you know how much money and revenue that's going to bring in the NBA in general? Let's see how the Raiders turn out first. I mean, I feel like the Raiders... Once we see the Raiders... Once we see the Raiders... I mean, I think... I think... (laughs) Yeah, with you. We got to see what the Raiders do. I just feel that any sports in Vegas is such... Such a hot topic because of the whole gambling. Yeah. You have a, you have a, and now in basketball, you have it's a legal. bunch of kids coming into the league with a lot of money and they're going to get introduced into this whole gambling and it's allowed and I can do it. What? Yeah. So that alone, I just wanted to chip in real quick. That would be interesting. So Vegas for me in any sport because of the gambling is always a, a toss up. And it, yeah, it could, it could be a hit or miss, but I mean, it's, I think with I think it's it's tough for football too. You know what I'm saying with the uh, with the Raiders. I mean, and um, moving out there, it's like how like how Juan said it. We gotta wait and see how the how that works out. I I think it's gonna work. Um, Vegas already has that T-Mobile Arena that they built. That's it's. I think it's already set for, to like if, to fit an NBA franchise in there. So um, it, it's kind of intriguing just to just to see. But I mean, we got 30 teams now. I mean, if you're gonna add a team since. to Seattle, you need to add another team. That's for sure. Well, you yeah, can't yeah, make yeah. It you can't. You can't. Well, no, no, you can't keep work. it uneven. No, That's no. what I'm saying. It's not gonna work yeah. out. You know what time it is? It's time for what the what? Yo, so let's talk about some awards, some NBA awards. So the NBA ballot opened July 21st. It's gonna be open till the 28th. Um. Who are your picks for the NBA awards this year, bro? Let's talk. Let's let's start with MVP. Who you got for MVP? You don't even have to, and, you don't even have to know what, what I'm gonna say, but who, I mean, who's your I, MVP? my MVP right now. I mean, it kind of sounds like 
I didn't, I wouldn't choose him based off last week's episode. Um, but I got Giannis still as MVP. Uh, all right, so Giannis we, is hands we agree, down. We agree. Not, yeah, he's, he's we agree. MVP. And we, we went on, we went over all that last week. I proved yeah, my point. I, I proved my point. I mean, I, I'm okay. Yeah. All right, let's move on. <laughs> MVP is Giannis again. I, I just think he deserves it. The guy just does it all. Um, he, he kept his team at the um, at the best record, the top two best record in the um in the leagues. Um, two years running. Uh, his numbers just keep going up. The guy is just a freaky man. They call him the freak for a reason, bro. Yeah, so, bro. He's he's a beast. Yeah. He, he is the most valuable player in the NBA. Yeah. See what I got. For sure. All right. Defensive player of the year. Who do you got? Oh, I got Giannis again. I, I got him too. <laughs> I got Giannis again. I All guess right. you can really put him into every category except... Uh, that's about it. He's not on anything else. <laughs> All right. Why is he your defensive player of the year? I I just think, bro, like he he makes a difference when he's out on the court, bro. His his he has such a great perimeter defense, bro, and like his inside game, bro. Like his blocks per game are down, you know, as of right now, how it was registered uh, before the season was canceled or postponed. My bad. You know, it, it was out. It's a one versus one point five last year. Yeah. Which is not that big of a difference, but like, dude, he makes that difference when, when he's out on the court. He he helps everybody out. He's always he's always stopping the man, he's always stopping the fast break, the chase down blocks. Like the guy has just changed he's and blo- he's blossom. It's it's crazy because when he came into the league he was a defensive player. Right. He yeah, blossomed into an length. offensive player and people really people forgot about his defense. Yeah. But he is a defensive-minded player. His offense just came along from his defense. Yeah. But if you look at the way where he got his his uh, his uh, offensive skills, it's on the fast break, yeah. getting steals, running up and right. down the court, going to the other side, getting an easy bucket. Even his steals, he he's even at well, he's even at one one steal a game as well too. Like so, he's always above at least that one that one percent mark. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's hard to do. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard to do in the league because you can go almost a whole, you know, about 10 games without a steal. That could drop your percent That's down. true. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So. All right, bro. Who, who's your rookie of the year? Ooh, that's the one I think. Uh, that's the one I was excited for. Honestly, bro, I got I got, I got, to give it to Job Morant, bro. Uh, no argument for me. I got to give it to Job no Morant. The, the kid just, he really turned, I, I feel like he turned the whole city of Memphis, gave him that hope again. You give him that hope again. He's he's he brings that grit and that grind hustle mentality from that that era. Um, I think he's gonna become. He's a better. He's a better version of Russell Westbrook to me. He's so much more advanced than than Westbrook was his rookie year. So I think to me he's gonna be Westbrook. Westbrook has shown a lot. I, I have to say yeah, no. I'm not knocking Westbrook. Listen, Westbrook Moran, is a superstar. Moran is a superstar in the making. Okay. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He's a superstar in the making. But I have to see it consistently oh, well, no, over yeah, no years. Yeah, so, I mean, comparing John Moran Russell, to Russell Westbrook, Russell, Russell still, started still to off wait. a little slow. I mean, he, he did good, but he started off a little slow, you know, but he kept it consistent. I mean, we just, John Moran has just been, he came out gunning. Like, he's he's established himself in, in this league off his first year, and it wasn't even done yet. Now, the system was never suspended. He would have continued a ball. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, if the system was never suspended, do you think Zion Williams had a chance to win this? Honestly, maybe. I just can't. I just wouldn't respect the re- the way. He, I wouldn't respect the fact that he got it because only because of the time that he missed. 
I feel like a rookie shouldn't miss that amount of win- amount of games and then come back and then yeah. get a get a. Yeah, it was it was kind of yeah. like what happened with John. Mar- I don't know, sorry, uh, Donovan Mitchell and uh, and Ben Simmons. Exactly. You gotta compare the same thing. Exactly. No, I agree. I agree. All right. Who's and with that, they gave it to Ben Simmons. Like that to me, I, I didn't agree with that. I mean, congratulations, shit, because he deserved he deserved at least. You know the recognition for it, but Mitchell deserved the Mitchell deserved the deserved the and and that's why I give it to John Morant. You know, not knocking Zion Williamson because he's yeah, the future no, of this league. If he would have start, if he didn't get hurt, the 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 rookie of the year was his. Correct. Roy was Correct. his. All right, who's your most improved player? I think you're gonna shock me with your with your pick. I think I pretty much have one that's like he's already been in talks. Brandon Ingram. Oh no. Oh, that's, that, that's my pick. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Pick. All right, bet. All right, that's cool. Pick. No, Brandon Ingram. Man. Honestly, I was thinking... He's an all-star, bro. Yeah. He's an all-star. Yeah, but you know who else? And it's a toss-up. I don't care what nobody says. It, I, I literally flipped the coin. Oh. Ben Matabayo. I'll give it a... I, I'll, I'll give it to Ingram. I'll give it to Ingram. I, I'm, ben Matabayo. Matabayo, yeah. He, he, proved, he became an all-star as well. Exactly. But... And he's Brand- a key pivotal uh, member of that Heat team and that success that they've had this year with Jimmy Butler as well. If if Bam is not on that team, they don't, they're not where they're at. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah, but then if you're going to do that, the, my thing is Ben Matabayo came into the league. Uh, this is only his second year, okay? Yeah, if yeah. you're going to do that, then you should just give it to Luka. Compare Luka's first year to this year. Who's I mean, no, an MVP candidate? Yeah, but Lucas still he he was he had one hell of a rookie career. Okay, compare rookie his, season. Compare his rookie season to this year. Yeah, I mean it took off. It took off. Little, that's what yeah. most improved means, right? I mean, yeah, but, but he's but, an MVP. He's not an not, MVP contention, so correct. that's a little different. I'd rather correct. be in that talk than get an MVP. No, for, uh, most for sure, improved trophy, for sure, honestly. for sure. So we we both got Brandon Ingram, bro. And and we're agreeing so far. We're agreeing so far. So far, and then right. hey, Pelican signed that man. He deserves a ma- he deserves a max. He Brandon Ingram deserves the max. He does. He deserves the max. I don't care what nobody says. Who's the coach of the year? No question, Nick Nurse. You I agree too? I agree. What the? F- <laughs> really? Yeah, bro. Yeah. I'm not even gonna talk about that. The yeah. reason why he deserves it. it, it you lost record, to Wyland, and, and yeah, he's still. And you're still the second yep. best record in the East. No, yeah, he, he deserves give, it. Give yep. it to Nicky. Yep. Who's your sixth man? And I don't know. This this will be one of us. One of us gonna have to disagree. One of them. Who do you have as your sixth man? Montrez Harrell. Okay, so that's that's the first one that we disagree on. Who you I have? got Dennis Schroeder. Ooh, Dennis Schroeder. I, I honestly I love that pick. I love that Dennis pick. Schroeder, I didn't even bro. think about Dennis Schroeder, but honestly, I still give it to Harrell. Uh, nah, I'm not even gonna lie. Nah, Dennis Schroeder, bro. Dennis Schroeder is that's that. I mean, he's he's pretty much the closer for the Thunder if you think about it. He I closes mean, he, games. He closes games. He closes man. games. He scores buckets. He's that spark off the bench. He's pretty much taking the role of Lou Williams, Jamal Crawford, and just just making it making it his own. Yeah. And, and and going from Atlanta to the Thunder when he was starting in Atlanta, he accepted the role as a sixth man, and he's shown that he could be a starter in this league. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I really didn't think that would that was gonna work. I think that he was gonna be trade bait come trade deadline. Um, could he have been traded? Maybe. Yeah, but. I think that was probably the best move for him. I think he's been playing. Honestly, isn't this is a, probably the best? Uh, it is the he's, best season that he's, he's averaging had. nineteen points. Yeah, bro. And it, I had him in my fantasy. Off the bench, I had him in my fantasy team, and I he put up numbers. You for did me. offer mad trades for him. And I know you. Him. I never wanted to trade for him, bro. You kept insisting. You were like, "Yo, I'll give you this." Bro. I'm like, "Nah, bro. Like, I'm keeping him." He 
he's been balling out, bro. I mean, what, 19 points per game? I mean, the best, the closest he's had to that was the, um, the his his last year in um, Atlanta. Yeah. When he was averaging If I'm mistaken, I think he's averaging a little bit more than four assists per game as well. Uh, I right. believe, yeah, yeah. He's averaging four, well, 4.1, which, I mean, four. But, I mean, uh, but I just think, I just think for me, personally. So, what, what would you say Harold though, like? Because, bro, Harold, he, he might not even be the best backup in his team. Uh, look, I'm going I'm to say this. I think that, <coughs> excuse me, I think that um, Lou Will is still the best notable six man out right now in the league still until he retires. But I think Harold is, Harold is that spark. He is that. He is the, the, with his attitude, with his aggression, with his play, he is the Pat Beverly of the second unit. And he doesn't just put up numbers. He plays incredible defense. He's undersized for the position, but he still holds himself down there with the big guys, bro. And he, he's, well, he's, he's, he's definitely a player you want to have on your team. No doubt about bro, that. Bro, he's averaging 18 points per game coming off the bench, bro. Like, for, and, and Lou Will actually, I think he tweeted this out, ye- tweeted this out yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. He tweeted out, Give me, name me a team that ever had two superstars and two guys coming off the bench averaging 18 points per game. So that has never been done before. Granted, Lou Will is putting up, he's putting up over 18 points per game, but Harrell is doing, doing it in the big man position. And I don't think the uh, six man like role has been, uh, has been giving the love to the bigs. They've been giving it more for the past couple of years. They've been giving a mad love to the guards. Well, he was running up last year, right? But he deserves it this year. He's we'll improved see. from last year to this year. Bro. I still He's got. I so still much, personally bro. got shorter. Uh, but it, it's definitely a three man race. We can agree on that. It's Lou Will, Schroeder. Oh yeah, yeah. And and Montrezl Harrell. Yeah, for sure. One of those three is definitely gonna win it. I I, I would like. I mean, no, no lie. I I really I would like to see Harrell winning. I I like Harrell, bro. There's a reason why I got the Clippers winning the championship this year, and Harold's a big part of that. Yeah, I agree. But but at the end of the day, I feel like shorter the serves it more. That's it would be my, nice. I, I, I feel like it would be nice. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't mind. I, I don't care who that's out of the opinion. three would win it. But I mean, I, in my opinion, I think Harold out of the three deserves it a little bit more. All right. So but, going to into all NBA teams, who's your ooh. who's your? Let's start with the rookies. Start with okay, the yeah, let's start a little. Yeah, all right, start with the rookies. Make our way bloods, up. Make our way up. Who's your first team All NBA rookies? All right. Not in order by position is just how I how I have it written down here. So I got John Morant, Zion. We already know every everybody knows it's locked down. Okay. Um, I'm gonna surprise a lot of people with the next three. What is it? Um, Kendrick Nunn. Okay. From Miami. I have him too. Brandon Clark. Okay. And Tyler Hero. Ooh. Or Hero, <laughs> which I however you pronounce it. Um. I like the hero pick. I actually totally forgot about him. But hey, can't he, forget he, about about he's a, young Tyler. He's a sle- he's a sleeper. He's a sleeper. He's a big no, sleeper. No, 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 check, check out my team. I got John Moran and Zion Williamson. Obviously, those are the obvious. Yep. I got Kendrick Nunn, which you had as well. Mm-hmm. Now I have my fourth, and I, I I don't know if you forgot about him, but I have Eric Pascal. I, he was he was he was in the toss up between Brandon Clark, but I I just feel like Brandon Clark produces more. Eric Pascal, Eric Pascal, and now that now that you say hero, I'll probably take him out and put hero in there. But I had R.J. Barrett, and the reason why I had R.J. Barrett Same was thing. because I mean he's he's really a one man team. 
Then you got Mitchell Robinson. Right, but scoring wise, it's a one man yeah. team. Yeah. Mitchell Robinson brings everything else. He brings your blocks. Yeah. He brings the rebounds. He brings the hustle. But he doesn't score. He's not a scorer. Right. You need RJ Barrett to be that scorer. Yeah. And and that's why I had him in there. It's a toss up between the same way that you had Pascal and and, and Brandon. No, it Mars, was the same. The same I have for me. Hero and RJ Barrett. Same for me. I was thinking about uh, adding RJ Barrett too, but I just feel like Tyler. I I think about it like this: whoever votes for these um uh first team all rookies, um I think those are those people. They look at records no matter what. At the end of the day, even though they're rookies, they oh, understand. Oh, then RJ Barrett's not taking it. Well, right. That's that's why I that's Harris why Pascal's I went based. Really. That's why I went based on you know the Brandon Clark and the Tyler Hero pick. That's the reason why I went off that pick because obviously Eric Pascal's in the Warriors. They okay. they don't have the best record in the league right now. Um, they're one of the worst. So, but he had his stretch. But when Draymond came back, he kind of got stagnant. He then started picking it up again where they were integrating with him with Draymond, and I liked it. But the thing but, is, they gotta get used to it. Remember when yeah. you're adding a player that hasn't played all season to come in and especially as a rookie, it's, it's hard to take that. And a rookie that wasn't even expected to even. Play the way he played, bro. Like, let's be honest. If Curry, Clay Thompson would have been playing, he, and, and Draymond Green was healthy, he would have got any. He would have got. He would have been. He would have been G League. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Or Maybe. Or, or he might have just been dropped and signed with another team. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So moving on. Uh, who's your all first all NBA defensive team? All right. This is this should be fun. I'm. I, all right. I'm gonna go with Patrick Beverly. Okay. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay. Anthony Davis. Okay. Rudy Gobert. Okay. And Ben Simmons. Okay. Okay. Alright. So I got Rudy Gobert. Okay. I got uh, Giannis. I got Ben Simmons. Oh, I got nice. Patrick Beverly. And I got Anthony Davis. So we agreed. We don't agree on a lot of things. Yeah, no, but But this is one of them. This is this is where like you have to give credit to where credit's due. This is where you have to really understand basketball. Take out your 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 opinion. Take out the bias. I'm out of there. Um, if that's even a freaking word, um, you know, you gotta you gotta really understand the game of basketball and understand what defense really means and how those guys don't just you know on one on one defense how they affect the whole team when they're out on the floor defensively. You know, and I feel like all those five guys just really make that difference. For me, um, the biggest question for me, and and he's probably the best defender of all of them, is Patrick Beverly. Yeah. But, but I had a lot of questions about the him. Best one. And the reason, the, correct. And the reason why I I considered taking him out was because he was injured for most of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and for me, to be honest, for me, you have to play in order to be considered for that position. Same and thing. he played. Same thing why I he said played. about the rookies. He played. But a guy that I would... He was a close six was Marcus Smart. I would, bro, what the hell? Marcus Smart. Yeah, Marcus Smart. Was, I, it was a toss-up for me between yeah. Beverly and Smart. I ended up picking Beverly because that's the obvious choice. Yeah. But Smart, I wouldn't be surprised if Smart gets that the defensive. Second, he's going to be in the second team for sure. Oh, he's gonna be in the second team. Don't be surprised if he's in the first. I would not be surprised. At all. Oh well, no, I wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah, true. I honestly put him on that list. I, I the one person that I left out was uh was uh Ben Simmons, and I you know how I remembered it was because um I I remember the conversation that me and you had when you asked me last week's episode of like who's my sleeper team um to win the finals that people are not really thinking about, and I said Philly, and then I was like oh shit like 
Ben well, Simmons. Ben Simmons is a freaking dog on the defensive end, so yeah, I was like, ah, Marcus Smart, man, you're my honorable mention. All right, man. Well, <laughs> love him, though. He's a freaking dog, though. I to finish, love to Marcus finish, Smart. what the one? Uh-oh. Let's go with the big dogs. Your first all-NBA team. Let's start with your guards. Who are your guards? My guards are Luka Doncic. Uh-huh. And James Harden. God damn, bro. What? Why are we agreeing so much today? Because we did. <laughs> this wasn't supposed. We weren't supposed to agree. No, I'm just kidding. Um, nah, yeah, bro. They deserve I, it. Hands down. Yeah, Luka's yeah. an MVP candidate. James Harden doing it. He's blossomed it. into probably the best. You could probably say arguably the best point guard in the league. Yeah. And James yeah. Harden, you already know James Harden. He's he's just scored. Yeah, you know, and then the fact of James Harden doing it with another superstar on his team, still performing, and 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 if anything, performing better than what he was performing before Russell Westbrook got there. I have my, you know, I have my my opinion on James Harden as a player. Um, but no matter what, man, the guy's you can't knock him for his threes, bro. He's probably one of the best three pointers in the league. People. Just when they think about the best three pointers, they think about the Steph Curry's, the Clay's, but people forget, bro. Like James Harden, yeah, he does that little stupid the travels. You can make fun of him with all that, you know, his flopping, he but them. he makes them. That is he an art them. in itself. It goes back to what Vic said earlier with the baseball segment. Like you could call out everything you want, but there's 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 an art with timing that that swing the right way to hit that ball, regardless or not you're trying to hit it out of the park or not. And James Harden still needs to make that shot. See, my, my thing is, and, and uh, I'm probably going to have a lot of viewers disagree with me. Um, I don't agree with the Controversy. Same, I don't agree with the saying that says defense wins championships. And this is why. Yeah, you need defense. And defense is going to help you win a championship. But at the end of the day, if you don't score, you're not going to win. Right. You need to score. The, the goal of the game is to score more than your opponent. Right. That's true. That's true. I agree. But give me a team. I could be wrong. Uh, NBA is not my strong uh, subject, but name me a team that didn't have defense that won the NBA title. Um, I mean, I have to look back. I have to look back. Oh, no, like, like, recently, like, none. Of uh, recently, none because well, they can't because... say the war. You can't say the Warriors because the Warriors had good defense. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't the best, but they it was solid enough to to keep them in games, especially with how well their offense is. Um, the Cavs, when they won, their I, defense well, was good. But I, I get that. I get that. But you're talking about possibly unanimous MVP Curry, who was the leader in points per game that year. Yeah. You had Curry. Curry's not a defensive player. The Pistons? Clay Thompson is a scorer. Yeah, we're talking about back then. I'm yeah, but, the saying, but it's still tied no, no, no. defense. But I'm saying that the NBA right now is different than back then. But right, I'm so saying back then you needed a defense to win right, because so me, they didn't cause many you're fouls. You're giving me offense. All right. The two years at Nashville with the Suns, how come they didn't win it? They had the best offense in the in the yeah, league. Yeah, that's true. Back to back years, he was. But running. they because because they didn't have the they didn't have the full on defense. It was it, the only defense that was on that team was Amari and Sean. So I get, what, I get what you're saying. You need to score I'm just, more points. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I like I say. I'm not knocking defense because you need defense to go far or to win the championship. But with the saying that defense wins championship, I don't agree with. You need a good defensive team, right? But yeah. the, at the end of the day, the goal is to score more than your opponent. Yeah, you need to score. But you gotta remember that. But you gotta stop, you gotta stop that, the other team to score too. Right. Right. Think about so this. They, think they, about this. All right. Tell me about a team that has won a championship, aside from the Pistons, obviously, that has been solely off of defense. Yeah, but let's look. Let's let's look. Let's look at the let's look at the NBA Finals 
scores and how they barely make it to the to the hundred um uh you know the hundred mark in points. And, and and it's the same teams that in the in the in the regular season they're going up there in in the you know in the hundreds. Uh, going up one tens one fifteen. I mean, I, I agree with you, Rock. But you have your star scoring forty points, thirty five points. I know. Cause that's what that's what you see the difference between a star and a role player. The role players are not gonna produce, or they're not gonna produce as much during an NBA Finals when you have right. more intense defense. But when you have a superstar, and again, that's that's my problem with just Harden. And I still have my first team. My problem with just Harden is that he chokes when it matters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Can we all agree? No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if if James, if James Harden will actually score when it counted and, and will score when he needs to, then we could say that James Harden could possibly be the best scorer okay. of all time. Last point on this. Why do you think the Clippers are going to win it all? They're more, they have Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, but they're more of a defensive yeah, team than they are an offensive team. Yep, that he has a point. And yeah. that's what, and that is the, and I guarantee you, that is the only reason why they will win the championship, bro. Bro, the Clippers are only the, the best too, bro. Bro, but Lou Will is not in the, in, the playoffs, the in the playoffs. Lou Will is not going to give you 16 a game, bro. I'm telling you that right now. He, He's did, it not, he did it last year. Bro, but if Lou Will in the playoffs, when has he been consistently in the playoffs? Well, when has he ever been in a good team that's been a, a I get that, finals? I get that, I get that. He has he doesn't need oh, oh, he doesn't finals, need a uh, score. He doesn't need a score as much as he used to off the bench because you have other bench help with like how I said, Harold, you got the the Marcus Morris if he's coming off the bench. You know what I'm saying? You got those guys, you got those vets, you have people that know the game. But the reason why the Clippers will win the championship this year would be solely because of their defense. And their offense is great, but their defense is their strong suit. That's the reason why every big and that like, you know, anchor or people on ESPN, TNT, ES, everywhere, they say that the Clippers that, that choose the Clippers to win the championship is because of their defense. I think it's a mix of both, but uh, hey, at the end of the day we can agree to disagree. That's what this that's what this segment's all about. I mean yeah, but I'm just saying But yeah. but I, I I personally think yeah they have probably the best defense uh, arguably the best defense in the league, but they also have scores. They do, and they have great scores. They do. They got a player that can take over the game when it matters. Take clutch. Yeah. Paul but George has been hit big buckets. But so do the has big big buckets. Right, and and that's what we're gonna see. I have the Lakers and the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, make the best LA team win. That 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 series is gonna be solely off defense. I'm telling you that right now. We'll see. We'll see. All right, so we got our guards. Who's the forwards that you got for uh, all NBA team? So my forwards, outside of Luca and Harden being the guards, I have LeBron James. Okay, that's a given. Giannis Antetokounmpo once again. Okay, and Nikola Jokic. Oh, Jokic. Okay, so I got LeBron. I got Giannis. I figured. I now, know. I already know who you're gonna. Say. I have a feeling. I have a strong feeling. Now, what you're gonna say, bro. since remember. We don't do centers anymore. It's two guards, three forwards. Uh huh. My guy, I'm gonna give it to Anthony Davis. I knew it. I knew you were gonna Anthony say Anthony Davis. I knew you were gonna say it. Top five player in the in the NBA right now. He deserves to be in the. He deserves to be. Oh, in the and scratch that earlier. I think I said that Joel Embiid was the best big man in the league. Jokic is the best big man. What? No, no. Joel Embiid is the best center in the league. Pure center. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pure center. Okay. Pure center. I just think though, Nikola Jokic is the best big man. In the league, his footwork is out of this world. Over Davis? When it comes... Yeah, right now? 
Ooh, you, like, you think Jokic over Davis as the best the best big man in the league? Not the best big man in the league. I'm saying like he deserves like the best big man in the league right now where he like in his uh in his true positioning. Like he plays the center position. Anthony Davis doesn't play the center position. So, uh, so if you think that Embiid is the best center in the league, why would you pick Jokic over Embiid? Because Nikola Jokic has led his team to the top three, the top three, top four in the West in the record every year. He does it all. He passes the ball like a guard. He plays defense just as good, just as good as almost all the top big men. I mean, probably not like a Joel Embiid, but he's not a scrub on defense. The only thing that's concerning me is honestly the weight when it comes to strength. Losing that weight, you know, you probably lose. You obviously lose strength. I'm hoping that he gained it, um, or he kept that that core. But I just think that Jokic is like the whole package with how the NBA is going now when it comes to bigs. He can shoot it. He can play defense. He makes his team better when he's out on the floor. And he know, bro, the way he passes the ball is just still, it baffles me to this day. No, yeah, and Jokic could play. There's no question about that. Jokic could play. I got him under my second NBA team. I mean, yeah. I mean, but, same with like me with AD. But I just AD, think, bro. He, I just feel like AD, without, without, without Jokic, without Jokic, I just feel like the Denver ain't, ain't nothing. You know what I'm saying? And I, I feel like he is the main guy that they're trying to surround that team around. Him and Jamal Murray, of course, but we're not really talking about. Him. Yeah, no, but like I mean, Jamal Murray is like his his Robin, if if you want to put it in, in a better lack of terms. So those are that's I got Jokic. I mean, I got AD, but hey, what 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 we'll let the viewers decide? Yeah, <laughs> who should be the fifth? Yeah, true that. Yeah, man. So uh, I feel like that was a successful one. Um, definitely fun. I I felt um like we definitely spoke about a lot. A lot of things that we didn't even expect to talk about, which is always a plus. So um, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for episode two. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, once again, we if you guys follow us in our social media pages, the, the podcast page, you know, our gaming partners. Thank you, gaming, our official affiliates with Twitch. So that's a huge step to success. So, you know, let's go around. What up? So, um, as you guys know, uh, me and, me and uh, Keep It Juan are also a part of the gaming community. We definitely um, are always live streaming. So, make sure to follow the page. Um, that's Thank You Gaming on Instagram. Um, on Twitch, Thank You Gaming 99. So, make sure to follow so you can stay up to date with when we stream. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying to uh, make it big out here in every way possible. It's never been done before. A podcast with cross-gaming community. So, you know, keep an eye on that. Um, want to shout out Vic for coming by again and uh, being on the ones and twos and our other man's rapid shots, aka Dwayne, aka More Fit, um, wasn't here today. He had some things to do, but he's here in spirit. So you know, we definitely want to shout him out. And um, yo, if you're looking to get to or that beach bod you've always wanted, you're willing to put the time and the effort in to get that dream body, look no further than that More Fitness. He specializes in strength and endurance training. So if you're in the Orlando Kissimmee area, go ahead and hit him up on Instagram. His Instagram is morefitness underscore. Um, and that's more, M-O-O-R-E, fitness underscore. So don't quit. Get more fit. Um, that's for our guy. And um, yeah, man, that's about it. You got anything you want to say to everybody? That's it. That's a wrap, man. That's a wrap. Episode two. Oh, oh, oh. And side note, um, we're really interested in hearing your guys' comments. Um, any questions that you guys have, the DMs are open on the, 
um, Instagram. So that's Keep It Sports Pod. That's uh, for Instagram and for Twitter. So the DMs are open. We want to go ahead on episode three. We want to um, create some interaction with you guys. So if you guys have any questions that you may have, follow us. DM us there. That's the only way we're going to answer it. We'll shout you out um, on next week's episode. And maybe even any you know controversy or anything you want to stir up, any debates for us to talk about. So we appreciate it. We look forward to the questions. And see all you next right, week. All right, all right. It's a wrap! <laughs>